Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. designed to help you fall asleep. On the Snoozecast, we read excerpts from public domain works, as well as original stories. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please subscribe and share it with a friend. If you have a book or topic idea, please get in touch on our website, snoozecast.com. This episode is brought to you by Sleeping Dogs Everywhere. Tonight, I'll be reading the snoozy first chapter of Jules Verne's Journey to the Center of the Earth. This 1864 science fiction novel tells the story of German professor Otto Lindenbrock, his nephew Axel, and their guide Hans as they encounter many adventures and hazards traveling through the center of the earth. The book was inspired by Charles Lyell's Geological Evidences of the Antiquity of Man, written in 1863. Although this genre of subterranean fiction already existed long before Verne, Journey considerably added to the genre's popularity and influence later such writings. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter 1. My uncle makes a great discovery. Looking back to all that has occurred to me since that eventful day, I'm scarcely able to believe in the reality of my adventures. They were truly so wonderful 
that even now I'm bewildered when I think of them. My uncle was a German, having married my mother's sister, an Englishwoman, being very much attached to his fatherless nephew, he invited me to study under him in his home in the fatherland. This home was in a large town, and my uncle, a professor of philosophy, chemistry, geology, mineralogy, and many other ologies. One day, after passing some hours in the laboratory, my uncle being absent at the time, I suddenly felt the necessity of renovating the tissues. I was hungry and was about to rouse up our old French cook when my uncle, Professor von Hardwig, suddenly opened the street door and came rushing upstairs. Now, Professor Hardwig, my worthy uncle, is by no means a bad sort of man. He is, however choleric and original. To bear with him means to obey, and scarcely had his heavy feet resounded within our joint domicile than he shouted for me to attend upon him. Harry! 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 I hastened to obey, but before I could reach his room, jumping three steps at a time, he was tapping his right foot upon the landing. Harry, he called. Are you coming up? Now, to tell the truth, at that moment I was far more interested in the question as to what was to constitute our dinner than in any problem of science. To me, soup was more interesting than soda, an omelet more tempting than arithmetic, and an artichoke of ten times more value than any amount of asbestos. But my uncle was not a man to be kept waiting, so, adjourning, therefore, all minor questions, I presented myself before him. He was a very learned man. Now, most persons in this category supply themselves with information, as peddlers do with goods, for the benefit of others and lay up stores in order to diffuse them abroad for the benefit of society in general. Not so my excellent uncle, Professor Hardwig. He studied. He consumed the midnight oil. He pored over heavy tomes and digested huge quartos and folios in order to keep the knowledge acquired to himself. There was a reason and it may be regarded as a good one, why my uncle objected to display his learning more than was absolutely necessary. He stammered, and when intent upon explaining the phenomena of the heavens, was apt to find himself at fault, and allude in such a vague way to sun, moon, and stars that few were able to comprehend his